CJ here to ask you to go to spacebearmedia.com right now to access all our content, buy yourself some merch, and most importantly, send us a message, a question, fan mail, even hate mail. We'll respond on YouTube. Also, please remember to rate and review the podcast on your favorite app or share it with someone you know who loves Lost. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's Lost in My 40s, Season 4, Episode 6 already, somehow. It's called The Other Woman. It's a Juliet. Yay, episode. It's a Ben. Yay, episode. But first... Doing great. <laughs> Doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> thought, I'd, thought I'd beat you to it this time. We weren't All fast right. enough last time. The number, of time right. the number of times that, that you tell us that we're not yeah. we're not either you know on the uh, we're not on the ball or mm-hmm. uh, we're not to your energy level. So uh-huh. uh huh. Yep. Thank you. Just want, I wanted to show <laughs> how excited I am about this episode. I'm so glad. Uh, it is the last Juliet centric episode of the series. FYI, so we Ooh. better series. Yeah, it's the last wow. one that's just hers. Um, so, uh, we better relish it, all right? First, though, Benjamin, please update us on these power rankings for season four, which so far have been so fucking exciting. Yeah. Um, so at the end of episode five, we had, uh, Charles Widmore in third from last place with negative 15 points. Deservedly so. Miles holding, uh, actually um, falling to second place or climbing, I guess it doesn't, going from <laughs> worst to second worst with negative 25 <laughs> points. And we've got uh-huh. D- Mr. Date Rape himself, Keeney, with negative 28 <laughs> oh, points. Mr. Date Rape. He looks like a date rapist. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> oh, He looks like the kind of guy that if I saw him in a bar, I'd put my hand over my glass. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> So, perfect description, Ben. Go ahead. Uh, What's up with the top? What's up with the top? Well, we've got in third place, we've got Dan Faraday. In second place, we have a tie, actually, with at 36 points, we've got both Ben Linus and the mayor of Islandtown, Hurley. And (laughs) at the very, very top. that's wild. At the very top, which you would expect as this episode was the constant, we have Desmond with 37 points. Of course. Right. The, the, the Hurley and uh, Ben Linus thing, neck and neck, is, is so wild because they're it so, is. it's just, they're so diametric, like opposite yeah, forces. Absolutely. Ben would be ahead if it wasn't for Christy. <laughs> <laughs> that may well be the Her case. Ben hate. That's you right. You guys are just crazy. He's a psycho. <laughs> yeah. I know. But he's but such, I... A, such a good psycho, though. Yes, yeah, he is. You know, sometimes you love the anti hero, which I don't really even know if that's technically his title. No, he's a villain. Title. He's a villain. I guess so. But, but the thing, one yeah, he of gassed the, the whole town. So, well, true. That's a good point. But the, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, 
But, you know, I mean, that's like the Thanos argument, right? Ends justify the means. You know, Ben was on a mission to save the island. These people are in the way. Like, that's one of the big themes that this show explores is anybody really a good guy? Is anybody really a bad guy? Or is everybody just trying to do their own purpose, mission, right? And so that uh, is why I might label him an anti-hero as opposed to just a villain because it just sort of depends on, like, perspective who's yeah i guess that's a good point point of view at one point we were watching um the walking dead Mm -hmm. and you know rick and his people are like oh they're the bad guys and it's it's really a matter of perspective to the other side clearly you're the bad guys yeah Yeah. absolutely and negan was a bad guy yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, was he? Look for all the but people he, was doing he provided what he needed for. To do. Right, and yeah. he was yeah. doing what he needed to do to survive. I mean, agreed, he's one of the better villains on television oh, yeah. ever. Um, but, but again, you know, from the perspective, I mean, if you were somebody that he was taking care of, I, that granted, shows he, exactly they how were all, I think. Go ahead. The world would go to if that happened. Oh It'd God, be yeah. a free for all yeah. kill fest. Yeah, yeah. it'd be crazy. It's, that's like the libertarian wet dream. <laughs> that's, that's what they want. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. It's funny that you said that, Christy, about the you know who are the good guys because it's at, in next week's episode a character says that to another. So we will revisit that uh, uh, next week. But um, you know, just identifying that as like an overarching theme of the of the podcast makes every character a little more complicated than just good and evil, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right. Shades of gray. Okay. Exactly. Shall we dive into our last bit of Juliet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Ben, yeah. you first. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so episode six, the other woman, we start in flashback. Um, with Juliet in what looks like a therapist's office. She's she raking looks a, hot. You hot. Think so? What is it about past Juliet and they get her hair all like big and curly and floofy and hot? <laughs> Nobody else agrees with me. I, I didn't think she looked particularly hot in this scene, no. I mean, <laughs> no. Christy? I like her hair. Well, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. I, like I think, they, I think they overdo good. the makeup with her. I think it's what it was. They, they they did the cheeks or something too red. There was something about her that didn't. I just didn't think was I all that hot. Agree with you. And it's lips too pink. Is that what it I was? Think. Yes. Uh, yes. I noticed that as well, and it was just like that's like baby pink on your face. I don't know. Understand yeah, I mean, that pink color. lips, huh? Pink. But lips. I think it's you know it's <laughs> trying to make her look younger, fresher, maybe a little more innocent with her pink lips, like before the island turned her into like a gun-toting killer, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, sorry, I let you get about three words in. One sentence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not even. Not even. <laughs> Uh, regardless of her her hotness in this scene, she's uh, raking a miniature Zen uh, garden or like sand garden or whatever it is uh, when a woman enters the room and apologizes for being late. She introduces herself as Dr. Harper Stanhope and tells and Juliet immediately <laughs> tried to explain why she overplucked her fucking eyebrows oh, yeah. into <laughs> oblivion. <laughs> she, she's got a face nuts. where she always she always looks like she's alarmed that she just smelled a fart. <laughs> it's fucking eyebrows because she's she got them. A fart. 
the eyebrows. I mean, it looks they're they're at like a right angle over her yeah, head. Yeah. Like it's so weird. So she yeah. just looks surprised, angrily surprised at like all yeah, times. It's exactly. Uh, she tells Juliet that today's appointment is a meet and greet so that they can get to know each other. Juliet mm. says she doesn't need therapy. So Dr. Stanhope suggests they call it talking instead of therapy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Juliet <laughs> agrees. So the doc points out that Julie has been on the island for a week now and wonders what her least favorite thing about it is. Juliet says that she hates being treated like a celebrity. And the doctor responds, well... Maybe you feel that all eyes are on you, but you're not a celebrity. And soon enough, you'll realize that you're no different than anyone here. She immediately Ooh. gets bitchy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Competition. Yeah. Yeah. And like, why are you so antagonistic if you're supposed to be her fucking therapist? Yeah. What, so what the weird. fuck is that? That is really strange. Now, I mean, I understand it after she finds out that Juliet's banging her husband, but this is their <laughs> first meetup. Like, that, right. doesn't, it not, that doesn't make any sense at all. This yeah, is like, I think this is Linus Psychiatric Associates. Oh, <laughs> actually, actually, Ben, I mean, it's a funny joke, but you might be no, right. I, no, For that's all what we I know, mean. Yeah, like Linus, Ben was telling her, okay, Harper, this is your, this is the way you're going to handle Juliet. you going to start manipulating her right from the beginning. That's what he does. Yeah. Obviously, he wanted her on yeah. the island, so he had a thing for her right off the bat. So he's manipulating her through this bitchy, plucky-eyed queef <laughs> whatever yeah. she is yeah yeah Gosh. so um at, at that um juliet is a little taken aback um and begins to apologize um and then there's a knock on the door uh, tom friendly walks in and says harper i'm sorry for the interruption i know i know you don't like me busting in but ben would like to see the doc dr stanhope says that juliet <laughs> is all his before turning to her and saying welcome to the island Again, bitch. She just not. The, her tone was not welcoming in that moment. Not no. even a little. No, no, no. Antagonistic, hostile, right from the get go. Yeah. Maybe she. Maybe did Juliet wax her eyebrows? Do you think? <laughs> is, that, is that what happened? Uh, so Tom and Juliet are now walking through the barracks. Tom chuckles and says that Harper's a piece of work, but give her a week and she'll have you crying about your daddy. And I'm speaking from personal experience here. When he talked about, about how death. nasty she is, I know <laughs> she's gonna make Shitty me cry. Therapist. Like regardless, it doesn't have to be about my daddy. But now we know that Tom Friendly has dad issues too. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's a thing. And, and, and we know that he's gay, so his daddy might could could mean multiple things there. Oh God! Wow, oh. Ben, we didn't know that yet. You you just oh shit told Derek that. <laughs> oh my God! Are you serious? Yeah. No, we did. I'm done. No, series over. No, we Fuck didn't. It. Spoiled. Yeah, we didn't. because at one point when he was in the, you're not my type. Yeah, he, he says. says he says yeah. to Kate, "You're not my type." And then oh. later, in a later season, you find out. You see in a flashback, okay. you see his story, and so Ben ruined it. All right. Shall <laughs> I, I cut? That? Are we going to cut that then? No, no. The listeners All are right. going to know what you did to Derek. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be far enough away. I'll forget about it by then. It's honestly, it's honestly, it's not a plot point that has anything to do with the show so much uh, as you didn't see a lot of, you know, gay characters on television in the early 2000s. I guess we're going toward 2010 by the time that comes out. So far more common, I guess, at that point. But um, 
It just is something that you happen to see in a flashback. It's not really like uh, a plot point. It's, it, it wouldn't have been a ha- uh, uh, an earphone moment other than, you know, seeing you find that out uh, not from Ben. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho's, yeah, you're right. He probably had daddy issues because daddy maybe was a homophobe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All so right. uh, they they both laugh as they approach one of the homes where Ben is standing with a bouquet of flowers. He says, mm. welcome to your humble abode. Juliet is surprised she gets her own house. So Ben says, you're here to help us with some very important research, Juliet. We pulled out all the stops, two bedrooms, two baths, washer, dryer, fresh linens, a well-stocked fridge. Oh, and I know you love the opera. So we have all the classics on CD. Okay, Juliet this is what's called this love is a- bombing and... <laughs> That's what narcissists do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Mm. Juliet thinks all of this is amazing, but not necessary because she'll only be here for six months. Ben mm-hmm. replies, right, of course, but we want you to feel sure. at home. And Which, you know, the way his, so, his face right there, the acting is really, really good. Yes. It's so fucking creepy. It's, I, yeah. I don't know how he does it. And We've had a discussion before just about how, you know, his face is kind of a face for a villain, like a Steve Buscemi kind of face, little bug eyes and, you know, but, but it's, it's not, it's not that like, he's so good at Mm -hmm. making my skin crawl, like that Michael Emerson is just a genius. He's such a genius in this role, Christy. Yeah, I didn't say he's not good at being a total <laughs> fucking psycho. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Back at the beach camp, Julia is trying to get some of the poles of her shelter back into the ground. It's day 94 for the crash survivors, and there's thunder rumbling in the sky. Son offers Juliet some help with that pole, and oh then asks God. why Juliet is bothering <laughs> since they are about to leave the island. And they handle that pole well together. Yes, they oh do. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling they're going to be two threesomes with Juliet and Son at the end of maybe. This <laughs> I don't know. All right. Are listeners noticing any themes here? Um, <laughs> Juliet says she needs uh, a place to sleep tonight. Uh, just as a breathy Jack runs up and says, "Have you seen Charlotte and Faraday? All their stuff's gone." <laughs> Juliet had seen the pole. <laughs> exactly. It's like he licks his lips. Oh, God. Oh, man. Where's my pole? <laughs> oh, my God. Julia hasn't seen them and checks with Jack to make sure he is still on the satellite phone. Jack nods his head to indicate he does not, that he still has the satellite phone. Sorry, I said that wrong. Um, Jack nods that he doesn't. Jin speaks in Korean and Sun says that he saw them going into the jungle. Jack wants to know why Jin didn't tell him that. And Jin replies in English, you said they are friends. Jack loudly sighs and Sun asks, aren't they? I mean, that's a good, good point, you know? Yeah. So magically, there are torches for everyone and Jack is handing them out as it begins yes. to rain. He says, all right, we've got a lot of ground to cover, so let's fan out. If you, ca- if you catch their trail, call out to me. I'll come to you. Thunder's crashing and rumbling while Juliet walks alone in the jungle. Suddenly, she hears whispering and calls out, Jack. She turns around to see Dr. Harper Stanhope standing behind her and gasps. Harper says, hello, Juliet. Long time no see. That's good. Lost hey, title screen. Me if I saw her in the rain. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? I'm going to ask you, Derek, what your impression was here. 
When I remember that when I first saw this episode, what I assumed had happened was that Harper was dead. And that you thought the same thing. Okay. So until later when she's like, oh, you know, I'm talking to Ben or whatever. I thought this was another like Yemi, uh, uh, Christian Shepherd sort of situation where, yeah. where like we were going to get the backstory that she was actually dead and now like Juliet's yeah. seeing her on the island. Okay, so you thought the same thing. And just thing. like, yeah, and the way she looked, you know, in the rain. It was like, it was like, well, like yeah. yeah. It was like yeah. Walt in the oh, rain that one time. The wet, exactly. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, my wet yeah. son. <laughs> Walt! <laughs> He's my wet son. Wet giant <laughs> son. <laughs> That's right. I um, started uh, from over again the other day. And, yes, you know, in that first one where but, he's like, "He's yeah. my son." So was, okay, I'd laugh Ben so and hard. I, Ben and I, powered through both seasons of From in what a week? Yeah, about maybe. A week. Yeah, about a week. Um, I love it. I think it's great. I, I don't. If I had to put it on some sort of rating system, as of right now, I would not put it up like in the same category as Lost or even some other shows that I really love. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a solid, decent show, and I'm definitely excited to see where it goes. But um, there are uh, several different, like, little Easter eggs from Lost because it has some of the same writer, director, and um, now I'm telling the listeners this because Christy knows, but in the very first episode, when you meet uh, the character that... Harold Perrineau plays, he has a conversation with another character about his son that is also in this town, and he literally, quite fucking literally says, he's my son. And (laughs) Ben and I both fucking busted up laughing like, oh my God, oh, oh my God, they they gave, that's for us, that's for the Lost fan, (laughs) that's for us. And I just imagine Harold Perrineau like reading the script and being like, oh my God. He's like, I can can deliver this fucking line, I've done this a million times. Just give me a waterfall and I'll be good. Yeah, right. (laughs) I've got this one. Screaming at that thing all day. So yeah, highly recommend uh, checking out from. I, I think it's definitely uh, worth it. It has some similar um, themes, of course, but yeah. definitely more horror than uh, than Lost is. And um, yeah, I think it's just great. I, I really like the show. Does Caleb like it? No, no interest whatsoever. Oh my god, he's so fucking stubborn. That's- yeah, he's, he's a little picky. <laughs> He's very picky. That's all right. It's because he writes screenplays and shows and things. So he's critical when the rest of us can just like not notice yeah. Enjoy the it. problems. I, <laughs> he's a media well, snob. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a snob and I don't write screenplays. Oh, okay. So no, but I think I'm just, it's I'm just the gonna same blow that reaction. Out of the water. No, it is the same reaction like that I have when I freak out over how they give injections on TV. Yeah. Because I know oh, yeah. how to like, <laughs> yeah. I know how to give an injection. I know how to hit a vein. And when I watch that, I'm like, what the fuck? So it's the same yeah. sort of thing. When your job is to be critical yeah. about TV shows, how can yeah. you not be? Yeah. Every time I watch a, a, a show about calculating royalties, I'm always like, that's not how you do that. <laughs> God. <laughs> sure. Get with well, it, y'all. It's funny because, you know, back in the beginning of our marriage, when Caleb started going to film school, Right. Even before he started going to film school, like we we would watch a movie or something and he'd be like, what did you think? And I'm like, 
oh, I really liked it. Why would you think? And he'd be yeah. like, well, it was crap because of this and this and this. Yeah. And this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that sucked. And so now oh, I've so become He's been more ruining critical. movies for you for 23 yeah. years. But he's, he's very happy because he says that he's ruined me for any other man if I ever were to leave him, you know. Oh, perfect. And mm-hmm. end up Never take you to the movies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. No, but that's why I keep talking him into coming onto episodes on here because I know that he's going to have like that critical opinion, which yep. is always interesting, even if like Dave and I argue with him about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know, Ben. I hope you figured out where we are because I had, I don't know. Go. Yeah, we were just at the title screen. So oh, easy, no. e- oh, really? easy to come back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Juliet wants to know why Harper is there, and Harper says, I came to deliver a message from Ben. The two people you are looking for, Faraday and Lewis, they're headed to the Tempest. And if they figure what, out how Derek? to deploy that... The what? The what? The what? Where? Where are they going, Derek? The Tempest. Oh. <laughs> and if they figure out how to deploy that gas, then everyone on the island is going to die. Huh? Juliet wants to know why she doesn't stop them, and Harper tells her it's because Ben wants Juliet to do it. Juliet questions how she can possibly know what Ben wants since he's a prisoner right now. Harper says Ben is exactly where he wants to be. Uh, mm-hmm. uh. Juliet wants to know how she's supposed to stop them. Harper tells her to point a gun and pull the trigger. Jesus <laughs> Christ. See? You see, that's why they put pink lipstick on her in the in the first clip so that you it, the the impact of the pink lipsticked newbie to the yeah, Hit yeah. woman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that transformation is complete. That's exactly Jesus. it. That's you say that. It's like she comes in yes. with like yes. rosy cheeks and pink lips yes. or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's exactly and she's this why. this fucking leather bag woman walking around. <laughs> Shooting everybody. <laughs> they tell her to. Exactly. Good Lord. I mean, we were all pretty happy she killed dad pants, but Jack runs up, cocks his gun, so Harper knows <laughs> he's serious. <laughs> and says <laughs> and says, Who are you? Harper replies, I'm an old friend of Juliet's. I just told her where the people you're looking for are headed. Maybe you and your gun can go too. (laughs) The whispering returns, and Jack and Juliet look around for where where it's coming from. But when they turn back around, Harper has disappeared. It's another reason I thought she was dead because of the whispering. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. That's interesting. So now kind of what we're seeing is those whispers around somebody that doesn't that mold of like the dead walking around again, but yet she, we know she's somehow still in contact with Ben and yeah, it's interesting to mm-hmm. think about how the whispers showed up then. Yeah. Right. Am I wrong? But that's the first time they've shown up around anyone who we don't other. already know is dead or suspect is right. Well, right. I don't think that we knew or know or suspect that Walt is dead. He got off the Island with Michael. But and but but oh oh right because the whispers when he was showing up to Shannon you're right okay yep. okay yeah. all right thank you so I it's think not that the, the first whispers time whispers are just like part of what's happened when they have to like beam someone up you know <laughs> <laughs> beam me up Scotty 
Exactly. There are some. Uh, we will. We will have some discussions about the uh, whispers in like our series post show. Um, so, yeah, it's not the last time we'll talk about those. But yeah, good call, Christy. They were around Walt, who Walt. isn't dead. Yeah, isn't dead as far as we know, but also isn't on the island. Right. Yeah. Correct. Got it. And that brings us to flashback number two. Uh, Juliet is quietly crying amongst the supply shelves in a medical office. She hears something in the next room and walks over and finds Goodwin looking for some gauze with a gnarly looking burn on his arm. Julie asks what happened and Goodwin says, I, uh, I was working at the power station. I pressed up against a transformer. Juliet starts mm-hmm. to look at the wound and Goodwin asks if she's the baby doctor. You see the way he's looking at her, by the way? Like he's fucking mesmerized by her. Yeah, it's really totally sweet. mesmerized. Yeah. And also her bedside manner. It's like, I really I want Juliet to take care of my boo-boos. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you said that when we we'll we'll talk more about watching Sweet. when we get to the power rankings. <laughs> anyway, she says uh again, he asks if she's a baby baby doctor, she confirms, and he continues, I heard we lost Henrietta this morning. It's okay, it's not your fault. Juliet replies, pregnant women are dying this island. I was brought here to help fix that. So whose fault is it? Good point. Well. Yeah, you are the doctor. Goodwin tells her that nobody expects her to fix everything overnight. He suggests maybe talking to Harper, but Juliet says he, she hates her and suspects she's the mean and spiteful type. Goodwin replies, she's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with you. Yeah, he doesn't say no, she's not. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, right, because we find out later at this point, like, he's been sleeping on the couch for a year. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He's probably like, oh, Juliet, Juliet. yeah, we I, we hate my wife. <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. date. <laughs> Juliet tries to apologize, but Goodwin brushes it off while she finishes fixing his arm. Goodwin offers himself up as someone Juliet can talk to because he knows mm-hmm. how the island can wear on someone. Well, Juliet says, good to know. Um if you promise not to tell your wife what I said about her, I won't tell anyone that you lied about how you hurt your arm. I know a chemical burn when I see one. Oh. He laughs and says that she's got a deal before introducing himself by name. Juliet reciprocates and Goodwin leaves. And what the fuck is this now going on? The writers are making me like Goodwin? No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now I'm starting to feel bad about this fucking thing through his chest. Caravan yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucia, you know, now we don't see him as a bad guy. Yep. Whereas yep. back when Anna Lucia was digging holes, yep, we did. We all we guy. thought was, oh my god, it's another Ethan. Yeah. Yep, it's another other. It's another evil other. Other other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Juliet and Jack are walking through the jungle in the rain. She tells them that Faraday and Charlotte are heading to the Tempest. Where? Jack inquires about what the fuck the Tempest is, <laughs> and Juliet responds. <laughs> It's safer for you if I don't talk about it. Really? Oh, no. Mm. It only it only takes her like a second to go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it, but here's what it is. <laughs> Jack insists. So Juliet tells him it's an electrical station that powers the island. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And oh. Yeah. He had gotten an electrical burn before, but now but she tells him that she knows it's a chemical burn. And now she tells them that it's an electrical station. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Jack wants to know why they would go there. He stops Juliet to say uh, that if there's anything she needs to help him, that she should do it now. Juliet says, what I need is for you to help me. Will you help me? She stares at him. 
begging with her face. And she was. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say no to that face. <laughs> no. Jack resigned, looks to the ground, and Juliet says, if we move all night, maybe we can still catch them. Thank you. How many kilometers? How many kilometers? <laughs> <laughs> if we move all night, uh, move in what way? Yeah. <laughs> Horizontally? <laughs> Do you think Jack's laid that pipe yet? Um, I don't think so. No? No, no, no probably not. You yeah. don't think so? I, I sort of thought maybe that would happen before they started kissing in public, but I don't know. Maybe I have my priorities screwed up. No, they're probably like... <laughs> Gotta fuck he, first, he, then kiss. He's, he's, he's gonna work his way up to it, and then they're all gonna have like a party one night, and Sawyer's gonna nail her. Oh, my God. Yep. I said in I, public, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> It's now morning of day 95 for the originals. Two of the helicopter crew are crouching by a stream in the jungle. Birds are chirping, and Daniel is looking at a map. He looks at Charlotte and says, I don't think it's this way, but what happens if, what if I can't do it? Charlotte replies, Dan, look at me. I know you can do this. They decide to start moving again when Kate pulls a lock in the box and pops out of the bushes. Yep. <laughs> Charlotte draws her gun, but Faraday quickly intercedes. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's, it's. It's okay. It's Kate. Charlotte <laughs> slowly kidding. lowers her gun. I love how the scene plays too, where like you're thinking when he's saying, you know, I don't know if I can do this. You're thinking, oh, well, maybe Daniel doesn't want to murder everyone. Yeah. Right. But really he's yeah. saying like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know if I'll succeed and actually save everyone. Right. Yeah. I think I love the way this episode is written. Kate is filling her water bottle in the stream when Faraday asks about Miles. Kate says he's fine and asks what they are doing out there alone. It says kilometers on here. Yeah, yeah it does. Charlotte says, Jack was trying to communicate with Saeed and Desmond on the freighter, but their sat phone ran out of juice. It's totally dead. There's no way we can call the boat. Mm-hmm. Kate notices <laughs> the satellite phone sticking out of Charlotte's backpack yeah. with its green power light glowing brightly. <laughs> Charlotte continues, so we volunteered to get the spare batteries out of the packs that we threw out of the chopper. Chopper. Uh, out of the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> get the batteries out of the chopper. We got to go. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> Kate nods at the bag Daniel has and asks uh, if, if where he got it, if it was thrown from the helicopter. He stutters this. Uh, it's just uh, b- borrowed this. Kate wants to see inside. And Charlotte says he should let her. Kate pulls out a gas mask, asks what it's for, and then gets pistol whipped by this by Rocky Dennis. Uh, <laughs> by the yeah, snooty the record, redhead, wrote, Rocky Dennis. I wrote snooty redhead. <laughs> he added Rocky Dennis. <laughs> Kate goes down oh, and dear. then moans. That what? in another context, that could be a pretty hot <laughs> sentence. Yes. I very, very purposefully wrote, Kate goes down and then moans. And then Daniel looks at Charlotte, who says, what? Well, like, my thing, though, is Kate isn't stupid enough to turn her back on Charlotte. You would think not, yeah. Yeah. You know, so this is just poorly written, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Amazing, since two minutes ago I said, I love the way this episode is. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. Uh, back to Jack and Juliet in the jungle. Jack wow. wants to know if Ju- back to Jack and Juliet in the jungle. Sorry, this is alliteration that I got impressed yeah, with yeah, there for yeah. a second. <laughs> Jack wants to know if Juliet is friends with that woman and inquires about her name. Ju- Juliet tells him that was Harper, her therapist. 
<laughs> you people had therapists? <laughs> Not really good ones, apparently. Oh, no. shitty no. one, yeah. Goodwins, uh, anyway. it's very, and Juliet's one of my favorite lines. It's very stressful being another Jack. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Yep, it is. <laughs> Fucking great. He thinks that Harper seems a bit hostile for a therapist. Juliet I agree feels him. With him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Juliet feels him prying and asks him not to. She says, I'm sure there are things from your past that you would rather not talk about. Jack replies, Yeah, you read them all in my file, which makes Juliet say, Trust me, Jack, you don't want to see my file. Whoa. Why not? I, see no, I totally file. do. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see a file. <laughs> I think that Derek is using the word file, but he means something else. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. This takes us to flashback number three. Ben and Juliet are in the medical office at the barracks. Juliet is peering into a microscope while Ben creepily watches. And he's he really looks creepy. At her. Yes. Oh. Like he's like she he's sniffing her hair. Is like, a stink. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. disgusting. I've had men look at me like that. It is violating and sick and disgusting. And just watching him look at her that way makes me love Michael Emerson even more. <laughs> he's so good at it. Juliet continues. The problem occurs somewhere in the second trimester, trimester when the mother's immune system is triggered. The white blood cell count plummets. It's like, it's like the immune system turns on the fetus. Ben asks to look in the microscope and as he does, he puts his hand on the table near Juliet's hand. Mm. He's got nervous- like, his fingers on top of hers. It's yeah. Really- it's like yeah, a yeah. couple little, yeah. Nah, I, oh, God. This is so gross. I don't think anyone that we listened to would have gotten this far in our podcast if this was the kind of behavior that they were doing. But, fellas or ladies, anytime you're hitting on anybody, don't touch someone without asking them if it's okay. Don't just creepily reach over and put your goddamn fingers on somebody's body. It's gross. Sorry. I, it's, this public it's service gross. message has been brought to you by... Yes. <laughs> so Juliet nervously moves her hand away as Ben asks about the cause of the immune response. Juliet tells him it's too early to tell, but only women who have conceived on the island are, are impacted which makes her wonder. But before she can finish, Goodwin pops his head in the door to offer Juliet an extra egg salad on rye. Oh. He seems, he seems surprised yum, yum. that Ben is there and mentions that Ethan is out sick. Juliet tells him that she already ate, plus she has an appointment with his wife in about 10 minutes. Oh, boy. Juliet turns to stare at Ben. Goodwin asks Juliet to tell Harper hi, and he agrees to do so. Before leaving, Goodwin offers Ben the sandwich. Ben says, no, I'm fine. And then goes back to looking into the microscope. Quit trying to cock block me. And when he says, no, I'm fine. The look of like jealousy is. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. 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 Fire burning in his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You just nailed that. Ben, you sounded like him when you said that. Yeah. yeah, It's Mm -hmm. you're nailing the sort of like, um, how does he? Yeah. It's like he, he speaks in this calming sort of very soft voice and then tells you with his eyes that he's going to get you killed yeah he's not yep. fine i'm yep. gonna work on, i'm gonna work on my ben my ben impressions his name is ben so i should be able to get it yeah <laughs> well we i think we just need to like permanently hire dave to be here just to read any of jack's lines <laughs> <laughs> So Juliet is now sitting uh, on a couch in Harper's office. 
Harper asks what she thinks of Ben. Juliet says, he's great, uh, very smart and intense, challenging. He's been really good to me. And Harper replies, of course he has. You look just like her. Who? Ooh, whoa. Juliet you, is taking I'm asking, I'm asking you, Derek. Who? Who does she look like? I don't know. Was there a woman in his life other than it his like. mother? <laughs> or, hmm. well, Annie, right? That's her name. But Annie. he never saw her grown up. Technically, his he never saw his mother yeah. grown up. Well, except for her visiting him Don't on the island. Back, yeah. I'm wondering if it's like, is it just a blonde hair thing? Because she certainly didn't look like that actress. But yeah. yeah. What did you think when she said that, Derek? Exactly that. Like, what's yeah. who did he have before? Or did he have a girlfriend or a woman before? Okay. Did you consider his mother or no? No. Oh, okay. All right. He was, he was lonely. I just imagine he had a coat rack with a wig and a, and a coat hung on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> ben has a very sad life. Uh, Juliet is taken aback and tries to get more info, but Harper ignores her and says, and I see you and my husband have become friendly. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Juliet looks worried and pauses for a second before telling her that Goodwin has been very helpful. Harper asks, when did you start sleeping with him? Bam. <gasps> Juliet says, oh, we don't sleep. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping. Uh, Juliet, is in, quickie. <laughs> Juliet is in shock, and Harper tells her that she's not an idiot and wants to know when it started. Juliet stammers out, I'm not doing this. We're done. When she stands to leave, Harper also stands and says, please respect me enough to spare me the pretense that you are actually offended. I know. I followed you. Watched you. J- Whoa. Juliet kind of... Yeah, Juliet sort of whimpers, I'm sorry. And Harper continues, it doesn't matter anymore. But what does matter is that you listen to me and that you believe me. And if you continue to have a relationship with Goodwin, there will be consequences. I don't want him to get hurt. Juliet reassures Harper that she would never hurt Goodwin. But Harper says, look, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Ben. What? Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Ben knows how to get rid of his competition. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. In a whole yeah. lot of creative ways. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Then we go to the barracks where Locke is skinning a rabbit wearing gleaming white clothes head to toe. Yes. Why yeah, you would skin true. a rabbit in those white clothes. That's This is like from the sun camp where like she's wearing all the white clothes while gardening. Yep. <laughs> yep. He looks like Mr. Clean in this scene, actually. He does. He does, actually, yes. When he turns and he looks over his shoulder, it's the f- exact fucking pose yeah, of the yeah. guy on the box. Yeah. He just needs the gold hoop earring. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, she wants to know uh, when Claire approaches. Oh, sorry. She wants to know when uh, what's going on with Miles. And Locke tells her he's bringing him food and water until he decides to talk. Claire says, I'd like to talk to him myself. Locke sets his knife down and says, and why would you want to do that? She says they need to know who the people on on the freighter are and why they aren't interested in uh, rescuing them. He asks if she doesn't think he's capable of making him talk. And Claire responds, no, I just think we might be taking the wrong approach. I mean, you killed one, Ben shot one, and now we're holding one prisoner. You know, it's not hard to understand why they think we might, uh, why they think we're hostile. I might be, yeah. She, she finishes, I might be just a little less intimidating. Just a little. I mean, yeah, she totally has a point. And also, I kind of love that they use the word hostile, like, 
they're the hostiles now. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Excellent writing. Hey! <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Locke tells her in a very manner of fact, like, it's not going to happen. Claire tries to protest, so Locke throws, Char- uh, throws Charlie in her face. Do you remember what Charlie said about these people? Claire snaps back. All Charlie said was, whose boat it isn't. Do you want to know whose boat it is? Frustrated Locke slams his knife down on the table. <laughs> Man, everyone's getting under Locke's skin lately. No shit. Yeah, it's on edge, it's not it's that, difficult yeah. to get on under his skin. So. Yeah. It's true, and he is he is Locke without a mission. He doesn't know what to do next, and he so he feels powerless, like he can't get up from that wheelchair. Yeah. And when he feels that way, that's when he starts acting a fool. Yeah, exactly. And often when he makes mistakes. Don't tell yep. me what I can't do. Well, yeah. <laughs> Ben is sitting on the floor of his cell in the basement prison reading Vallis by Philip K. Dick. He hears the sounds of keys opening the door just before Locke enters with a plate of food. Ben gets up with a sigh, takes the plate and says, rabbit today? Locke tells him they ran out of chickens. And then I think Ben at that point asks him, was there a, was, 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 there, there, a number was there a number on, on, that, on rabbit? that rabbit? Yes. <laughs> he doesn't want to eat his friend. <laughs> Um, Locke tells him to eat, change, and put everything dirty by the door. He'll collect them in 15 minutes. Locke leaves the room as Ben starts eating the rabbit, but before the door can close, Ben casually says, So, has the revolution begun yet? Uh huh. <laughs> I knew Locke would fall for that. Uh huh. This, of course, gets Locke, who peeks back in the doorway to ask what Ben is talking about. <laughs> ben is like a marionette when he yep. plays yep. Locke. Just yep. making him dance, Plays making him, like him dance. Yeah. Yep. Ben says, well, you're their leader now. I know it's a tough position. You have to deal with all those people constantly second-guessing your decisions. And it always starts out so innocently, doesn't it? A question here, a comment there. And then if you're not careful, you'll find a full-blown insurrection on your hands. <laughs> Believe me, your people are going to be so angry when they realize you still don't have a plan. <laughs> oh, <God>. Wow. <laughs> Locke assumes that Ben has a plan. Ben confirms that he always has a plan. Locke asks if the plan is to raise $3.2 million before taking a dollar from his pocket, handing it over and saying, well, maybe this will get you started. <laughs> oh, my God. Why does Locke have yeah, a, does dollar he have a dollar in his pocket? Yeah. Like, 95 days a, on the island. Those were white question. pants, my guess. They were folded from in, in a suitcase somewhere and had not been brought out yet. Oh. Otherwise, they'd be oh, that's uh, Oh, that's a pretty good answer, true. actually. Yeah. Good theory. Deduction, you know. <laughs> Again, Locke tells him to put his dirty stuff by the door and again tries to leave. Ben says, I can help you, John. We have mm-hmm. shared interests, or at least a common enemy. Locke wonders if he means the people on the freighter. And Ben says, not them, the one they work for. Let me out of here. Give me some semblance of freedom. Let me sleep in a bed and eat with utensils. And I give you my word, I'll tell you everything you want to know about the person who sent the freighter. Locke tells Ben the problem is that he doesn't trust, he doesn't trust his word. So Ben says, all right then I guess I'll have to show you. Got him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Hooked yep. him. Yep. 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 Got him on lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> this takes us to flashback number four. There's a lot of flashbacks in this episode. Juliet pokes uh, out of the ocean water before she emerges in a bikini. Goodwin is chilling on the oh, beach with a picnic yes. basket. She looked good. He tosses good. her a towel. Yeah, she did. <laughs> he tosses her a towel and opens a bottle of wine. 
He hopes it's good because he doesn't know anything about wine and stole the bottle from the submarine. He pours her some and they clink glasses. Juliet smiles and rests her head on him. He starts complaining that he doesn't like having to having to keep this a secret. He's been sleeping on the couch for a year now and thinks Oof. he should just tell Harper the truth. Juliet does not think that's a good idea because Ben wouldn't like it. Oh boy. Goodwin is annoyed that Ben's crush on her is the reason she wants to hide their relationship. She's su surprised that Goodwin is aware of the crush, but Goodwin says, come on, everyone knows. He follows you around like a puppy. She hmm. questions why he doesn't think that's a problem, and Goodwin sighs and says, now, a little less than a kilometer from here, he has me working with chemicals that could kill every man, woman, and child on this island if I flip the wrong switch. Trust me, Ben has enough on his plate. The last thing he cares about is you and me. Juliet still gets the feeling that he would be upset, so Goodwin asks, what's Ben going to do? Well, oh, he'll figure it out. Yep. <laughs> we're about to find out. He certainly has Walk a around. plan. Yeah. <laughs> We're still in the flashback, but now at the barracks where uh, Oceanic Flight 815 breaks apart overhead. Again, we watch the scene where Ben tells Goodwin and Ethan to infiltrate the camps and get lists in three days. Only this time, we see Harper near Goodwin staring at Juliet. Daggers. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Look, you know, I, infidelity is not okay. You need to be honest and upfront with your partners, obviously. Um, I think... That was up to Goodwin, um, and because Juliet was not Ben's partner. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a little more complicated of a situation when you throw in this, like, Ben obsession with her. Um, but, yeah, I think Goodwin probably should have just been honest with his fucking wife, especially if you're on the couch for a year. Just end it. I don't know. Where yeah. do you move to, though, I guess? <laughs> yeah, right. Is there, is there another empty house, or do I go live in the jungle? What, what do I do? <laughs> Back to the present, Jack and Juliet are tracking through the jungle. Jack is worried that something is wrong because he thinks they should have caught up to Charlotte and, da and Daniel by then. Juliet thinks if they're able to base jump from a helicopter, they can also make it through the jungle quickly. Which, you can't base jump from a helicopter, by the way. Base yeah. stands for building, <laughs> antenna, span, earth. Helicopters are neither of those, so um, that would wait, just wait, be... Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Base jumping means something. It's an it's Base. a it's an anagram acronym Building. acronym sorry anagram antenna span meaning bridges earth uh huh oh my god that's what that's what I you can no base jump from didn't know that either not only did I not know that but I want to tell you what I just like I was about to verbalize oh I just thought it meant that you jumped off the base of something but then I realized that the base is the bottom yeah. so why would I think that <laughs> it no, doesn't make I any don't sense know. yeah wow I did too right I just it just no. I don't know. Mind blown. <laughs> there you go. How did you know that that uh, was an acronym, Ben? I don't know. Just one of those <laughs> things. Random Just reading. No random shit. shit you pull. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, suddenly they hear moaning, and, J and Jack runs over mm. to find Kate on the ground. Kate again, moaning <laughs> yeah, still. Buddy. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. She knows her, she knows her value on the island. <laughs> <laughs> Juliet says she'll get Kate some water, and Jack thanks her. Gasping, Kate tells him that she thinks Charlotte hit her. He says they've been following them since they disappeared from camp. Kate wants to know where they're headed before saying, Jack, they had gas masks. 
Jack tells her they're headed to a power station and then looks around for Juliet. She's nowhere to be found. And Jack calls out, Juliet, Juliet. Romeo. (laughs) (laughs) Wherefore art thou, Juliet? (laughs) Polo. Juliet, Polo. (laughs) At the barracks, Locke is uh, leading a tied-up Ben through his own living room. He wants to make sure that Ben isn't leading him into the jungle to shoot him in the back. Ben says they don't even... (laughs) <laughs> right. Ben says they don't even have to leave the living room and checks again to make sure they have a deal. Locke wants to know how he's supposed to know that Ben won't run off to meet his people the first chance he gets. Ben smirks and says, if my people still wanted me, John, they would have stormed this camp long ago. It's behind the picture. Jock mo- Locke moves the picture to. I think you said finest- Jock. Yeah, I did. Jock. I did. I saw, I saw I saw Jack for some reason. So I said Jock. Locke Jock. moves the picture by to find Jock, a safe. I'm- Move my picture with my jock. That's how <laughs> that's how <laughs> Locke's trying to assert dominance by moving the picture with his dick. His jock. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Watch this. <laughs> now that I've got that visual in my head, yes, Locke uh, moves the picture to find a, a safe with a combination lock. Uh, ben tells him to use the combination 36, 15, 28. When Locke does, he finds a VHS tape labeled Red Sox. Ben says, I taped over the game. <laughs> uh, for the record, or for some trivia, that uh, thirty-six fifteen twenty-eight uh, combination was actually a, a code to uh, get further in the like lost uh, video game that was out at the time, and you had to oh, figure really? out. Yeah, you had to figure out to go to the show uh, to get the code. I can't. Oh, wow. I can't recall the name of the game I didn't right know they now. They had a video game. It's, uh, keep going. I'll interrupt you. I'll get the name of it. (laughs) A minute later, Locke inserts the tape into the VCR, and he and Ben sit down and watch an old TV. The tape whirs in the machine. The tape shows a well-dressed, balding man exiting a limousine. The video is taken from above with intermittent occlusion, as if being shot covertly by somebody who's, uh, up in the rafters, basically. Yeah. Uh, Ben says, this is Charles Widmore. This is the man whose boat is parked offshore. This is a man that's been trying to find the island. On the screen, a henchman removes a blindfolded man from the limousine trunk. Ben says that's one of his men who was unfortunate enough to get caught. Locke asks how Widmore knows about the island. Ben says, I don't know, but he does. (laughs) I bet you do know, Ben. I bet you do. (laughs) Locke asks what what Widmore wants, and Ben says, John, three months ago in Gainesville, Florida, the Virgin Mary seemed to appear in a patch of mold on the side of a housing complex. (laughs) When the word got out, over 5,000 people came to see her face for themselves. You survived an airline crash on this island. One minute, you're in a wheelchair. The next minute, you're doing jumping jacks. If 5,000 people came out to see a piece of mold, how many do you think will come here to see you? (laughs) Charles Woodmore wants to exploit this island, and he'll do everything in his power to possess it. On the tape... Widmore beats the blindfolded man before looking up and apparently noticing the camera recording him. The video then just changes to static. And Ben walks to the safe and removes some files. He says, Everything I know about Charles Widmore is in this file. Some of it's vague, some of it's guesswork, some of it's concrete. But this is everything, and now it's all yours. I'm sorry I didn't tell you all of this sooner, but it was the only bargaining chip I had left. Locke takes the information and says there's one more thing he needs to know. Who is the man on who's Ben's man on the boat? Ben agrees to tell him, but says, you might want to sit down for this. 
<laughs> I love it. Um, I have three things to say right now. One. All right. Uh, it's the only bargaining chip I had left. Doubtful. Doubtful, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would never two, say that. Two, do you guys remember the story about a, a, a Mary statue that started crying? And yes. and mm-hmm. so people started drinking the tears, and then they found out it was the church sewage <laughs> that was leaking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. And that's what you get for being dumb. So... Um, and the game, <laughs> the game was called Find 815. It was an alternate reality game uh, that was out in December of twenty uh, of 2007 and like ran concurrently with the season and you got clues from it and to play the game. Oh, cool. Like that. Yeah. That's very interesting. I played a lot of video games and never saw that. So yeah, uh, that doesn't mean anything. There's a lot of no. games I have not played. But <laughs> now I'm interested. I'm going to go check it out. Uh, back to the show, Kate is tracking in the jungle and says Juliet and the other two all came through here. Jack wants to know why Kate stayed with Locke and she tells him she needed to find something out. Jack says, are you going to tell me or are you going to keep talking and walking through the jungle like it doesn't matter? They stop walking and Kate says, I stayed to find out what the people on the freighter knew about me. If they knew who I am, if they knew that I'm a fugitive and that I'm wanted for murder. Jack wonders what she found out and Kate says, yeah, they know we should keep moving. God knows where Juliet is. Yeah. Who? <laughs> I did also notice this. I, I just I just saw this. I, she's tracking them through the jungle. Through the, I think it's through the rain. And she says, like, they, they came through here about 30 minutes later. Yeah, so I have that in my notes, yeah. too. <laughs> I have yeah. that in my notes, too. How the yeah. hell would How? you know that? Is she like a dog? Is she like, ooh, that scent is stronger? <laughs> yeah. This one was like 30 minutes behind. <laughs> It's 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 like Aragorn putting his ear down, and they're like they're less than a day ahead of us. It's like what the fuck? You can't get listening to rocks. I don't I don't care if you're Duna dying. You can't do that. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, Juliet approaches a concrete bunker ho- entrance high on a hill, panting from the climb. She notes that the electric door uh, switch has been destroyed and manually moves the counterweight to open the huge bunker door, which opens with a clank. She enters and leaving her bag at the door, draws her gun and steps inside. And this whoosh takes us into flashback number five. <laughs> this scene, this scene is cringe, man. Ben opens the um, door, and and I I want to say something as as it begins here that uh, cheerful, happy, <laughs> cheerful Ben. <laughs> Is so much more terrifying (laughs) than angry, like scheming, manipulating Ben. It is, I I just like imagine being Juliet and walking into the house and having him in that mood and being like, I'm gonna die. (laughs) Like, what is it? Yeah, yeah, seriously. This is bad for dinner. (laughs) Yeah, this is not good. Like some good Keontae and some fava beans. Creepy. Anyway, Ben opens the door with a very pleased look on his face and finds Juliet standing there. He heads back to the kitchen and grabs the ham before it dries out. Juliet <laughs> enters uh, and asks how he's feeling. Never better, Ben replies. Juliet notices that the table is set for two and comments that she thought this was a dinner party. Ben removes the ham, potatoes, carrots, and cabbage from the oven and says, Just you and me. Oh, I guess I should have made that clear. He walks oh. her and she hands him a basket of dinner rolls and says, No, it, it's fine. Ben happily takes the rolls as Juliet looks around, confused and concerned. Party in his pants. Oh, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> and 
Now at the table, Ben is carving the ham and thanks Juliet for taking care of Zach and Emma. She says they're great kids, but keep asking about their mother in L.A. And she doesn't know what yeah, to say. Yeah, you think? <laughs> what what do you say what do you just tell the kids like yeah well we're all rescued here and everything is fine and we're gonna put you in this house but you'll never see your mother again right yeah. seriously Ooh. ben says they'll stop asking in time julia is concerned <laughs> wow. that children don't belong there but ben says they were on the list and they shouldn't question that list yeah mm-hmm. juliet says now that we have everyone on the list from the tail section what about goodwin he's been undercover oh, for weeks Ben stops carving mm-hmm. for a moment and then and then starts again while saying, he's making a case for this woman, Anna Lucia. He thinks she'd be a v- uh, valuable member of our society. But between you and me, I don't see it. He feels very passionately about her, almost mm-hmm. inappropriately oh. so. Yeah, right. So gross. Oh, <sighs> he's such a shit. Yep. <laughs> almost inappropriately so, oh, yeah. he says. Oh, like putting wow. Putting his fingers on her fingers. Yeah. Oh, Juliet thinks that after losing Ethan, uh, accepting Anna Lucia is a risk. Ben says, Goodwin stays where he is for now, Juliet. There's no reason for him to hurry back, right? But his assignment will be over soon, I promise you. <laughs> it's Here's over, my all thing, right. though. They talk about these lists. Yeah. He told Ethan and Goodwin to go mm-hmm. and make a list and come back with it in three days. Mm-hmm. And then he says, oh, well, the kids were on the list. Mm-hmm. Now he's like, oh, well, you know, Goodwin wants Anna Lucia to come who made the fucking list then you know if well that is a big question isn't it it's yeah it's weird you're right because at at one point you assume it was ben making the list or before we heard the name jacob because we didn't think ben answered to anyone but now he talks about jacob and lists but that's right it, we know that he told Ethan and Goodwin to actually make the list. So maybe there is some uh, criteria by which they follow from whomever is handing down the idea of lists, whether that be Ben or Jacob or maybe a character looking for we don't know. Attributes. Yeah. Right, right. Like maybe there's some way to tell. Um, or in other spots and other, I don't know. Uh, but but you're right, Chrissy. Like there has to have been some way for Goodwin and Ethan to be able to make that list to uh, the satisfaction of whoever you know the ultimate list giver is. Yeah, that's yeah. a good yeah. point. I wonder if that's just like a plot hole, or if there's an answer to that. I can't really Shitty remember. Writing. Shitty writing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yep. Another thing I want to uh, call out in that previous scene is like he's he's all just just like just feeling all great and his he's just perky or whatever. And the second mm-hmm. she mentions Goodwin, his face, oh, yeah. yep. his face, like once again, that moment it was like where, fucking acting, like he's uh, that, yeah. you could see he, the rage. He pauses the the moment that he pauses as he's like cutting this hunk of meat, and he pauses for yeah. a second, and his face changes, and I'm like, he. Is he goes back to cutting and like in his head he is just cutting Goodwin up. Goodwin, just oh yeah, chopping yes. him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he is like that is the moment. If he hadn't already decided, that was the moment that he decided. Uh, yeah. Goodwin has to die. Yeah, yeah. So Juliet's walking through a dimly lit hallway in the tempest while red lights flash and an alarm blares. A woman's automated voice says, "Warning: computer switching to manual operation. This is this attempt is unauthorized." 
Juliet comes out of the hallway into a two-level complex with computer equipment on the level below her. A figure in a hazmat suit stands before the terminal tapping away on the keyboard. The alarm sounds again. The automated voice again. Warning. Manual entry. Override denied. Error messages flash on the screen uh, as the figure who enters commands into the prompts. Uh, as the person that's doing that is just going faster and faster. Uh, the automated voice again. Warning. Manual entry. Override denied. Juliet finds some stairs and goes down to the lower level. Automated voice again. Repeated attempts to access storage tanks will result in contamination. Uh -oh. The alarm sounds and the automated voice is repeating the last message. Juliet approaches the suited figure, points her gun at him and says, hey. The suited figure spins around, surprised, with a gas mask covering his face. But it's Daniel Faraday. And he says, Juliet, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, actually, Daniel, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yes. I'm uh, 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 trying to save you. Uh, uh. The, uh, <laughs> the automated voice now says, final warning, manual override failed. Juliet tells Faraday to step away from the computer, but Daniel refuses. Again, the automated voice, manual override failed, countermeasures will begin. Daniel turns back around to the terminal and starts entering commands again. Hey, yells Juliet before she rips off Daniel's gas mask, throwing it onto the floor. She points her gun at him as the alarm blares and the automated voice continues. One minute to contamination. Juliet says, you want to release the gas? You'll die with the rest of us. Faraday shakes his head and says, no, no, I, I'm not trying to release it. I'm trying, I'm trying to render it inert. Juliet, I want to make it safe. Charlotte, also in a yellow suit, hits Juliet on the back with a metal pipe. Her gun slides across the floor, and then the automated voices continue. 40 seconds to contamination. Faraday returns to the terminal, furiously entering commands, grunting. <laughs> Sorry. Grunting, Charlotte strikes again, <laughs> just as Juliet tries to reach for the gun. Juliet flies at Charlotte, tackling her to the cart of files and equipment. The alarm continues to blare. At this point, we it's Rocky Dennis, and, she's, and I think Juliet's Apollo Creed. Okay. That works. Right. Also, I don't yeah. know why I wrote yellow suit because they were definitely wearing white. So I had some sort of brain fart when I wrote this outline. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't remember the color, actually. So that they were white matter. suits. Either. Yeah. Let's talk more about the women grunting and hitting yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, hot, it's hot. The alarms continue to blare. Juliet, on top of Charlotte, struggles to mm -hmm. remove Charlotte's gas mask. But garlic, but garlic, but Charlotte punches at her face and finally kicks her off. I don't know where that came from. And in this corner, Rocky Garlic Dennis. <laughs> uh, the automated voice continues. 30 seconds to contamination. Charlotte flies at Juliet and the struggle continues on the ground. An indicator on the monitor rises into the red zone. The women are grunting as the alarm is still blaring. And the automated voice, contamination imminent, evacuate immediately. Charlotte tries to pin Juliet to the ground as they fight. Daniel is yelling for them to stop, but Juliet unmasks Charlotte, distracting her long enough to reach for the gun and just beyond her fingertips. Grunting, she punches Charlotte <laughs> off of her. Charlotte's body hits onto some equipment, and she falls onto the floor. The alarm continues blaring, and error messages continue to appear on the monitor as Dan rapid-fire types uh, his commands into the, into the keyboard. Juliet stands up with a gun and points it at a defeated Charlotte. The clock on the screen goes past 20. Automated voice again, 20 seconds to contamination. A rapid beeping begins and Juliet says, whatever he's doing, tell him to stop. Charlotte replies, we're trying to disable it before he can use it against us. Juliet, look me in the eye and tell me you are certain that Benjamin Linus wouldn't use the gas to kill everyone on this island. 
We know oh, he's used fuck. it before. Oh. Good point. She she just got Juliet's attention. Oh yeah. Yep. We know he's used it before. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. If you want to stop us, you're going to have to shoot us both. And then the automated voice again, 10 seconds to contamination. Charlotte screams, Daniel. He types away and says that he's trying. The alarm is blaring rapidly and automated voices start to count down. Contamination, five, four, three, two. And with one second left, the alarm stops. The computer screen what? returns. <laughs> Daniel's final successful commands. Set valve BC22 equals open. Well, there you go. Okay. How convenient. One second left. Mm-hmm. Should, be, yeah. should have been 007 seconds left. <laughs> and as Daniel's command gets uploaded into the computer or whatever, you just hear everything wind down. You know, everything turns to green, the electrical equipment, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Juliet lowers a gun and loud mechanical hissing indicates the relief of pressure of gases. Ah. I bet. <laughs> Release. <laughs> and Daniel's sort of sitting there breathing heavy and he says, that was a close one. I think it was more like that was a close was one. A close one. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um. Flashback number six. Juliet is back in that same medical building and Ben walks in and uh, she's reading something. Ben asks what she's reading. She says she's reading uh, Jack's file. I guess what she calls him Shepherd's file. She right, mentions right. that he's a spinal surgeon. And Ben says, well, how about that? She says, so we well, need another guy. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, how about that? Well, how about that? Yeah. And she says, well, I thought you'd be more excited. And he just says, come with me. Next, we cut to an outdoor shot. Ben and Juliet are hiking to the summit. Ben says, after our last raid on the tail section survivors, they ran off, left the beach. I sent Pickett and Tom to track their location, and they came across this. I'm sorry, Juliet. She says, sorry about what? Ben turns oh his head God. in a different direction, and when Juliet follows his gaze, she sees Goodwin's white-faced corpse with a giant stake through the middle of him. Oh, God, this Ew. is brutal. I'm sorry, Juliet. So brutal. Sorry. Holy fuck, Ben. How terrible. <laughs> <laughs> she runs, screaming, oh, God, down the hill. She reaches him and brushes her hands on his face while flies buzz around. She asks what happened, and Ben says, we don't know. There weren't any witnesses. I can only assume they found out he wasn't one of them. Guess I should have listened to you. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Love it. <sighs> she wants to know why he brought her here. And Ben asks, what do you mean, instead of his wife? Oh. Bam. <laughs> oh. Juliet accuses Ben of knowing this would happen, of wanting it to happen. She demands to know why Ben wanted Goodwin dead. And Ben replies, Why? You're asking me why? After everything I did to get you here, after everything I've done to keep you here, how can how can you possibly not understand that you're mine? Oh Whoa. my God. And Ben at this looks a little surprised at himself having <laughs> said that. And then he sort of softens a bit and says, take as much time as you need and walks off. No, I love how he just cuts back to that. Like, yeah. Take as much time uh, as you need. Yeah. That yeah. was a rare. Yeah. Anger, well, yeah. But that Slip was a of rare emotional control. Moment. Yeah. That yeah. yes, that you see him lose control, and and he even seems startled by it. Yeah. Juliet and Charlotte exit the Tempest. The building is still humming with the sound of electricity. Kate approaches and, and draws her gun. Juliet says, "Whoa, Kate, it's all right. They're on our side." Kate replies, "Our side, Juliet." She just knocked <laughs> me unconscious. 
Yeah. Charlotte <laughs> apologizes for that, saying she had no choice, and then tells everyone that Daniel is securing the facility, and if they had, if they'd like to go inside, she's happy to explain how they just saved everyone's lives. Jack wants to stay outside, so Charlotte takes Kate inside, leaving Jack and Juliet alone. Jack asks if she's okay, and she tells him that Ben told her to kill Daniel and Charlotte. Jack Oof. is confused and upset. He paces and asks, how can he tell you anything? Juliet says, I don't know, but he knew how to get me, and he knew where they were going and what they were doing. Don't you understand? These people came here to wage war against Ben, and Ben's going to win, Jack. And when he does, you don't want to be anywhere near me, because he thinks I'm his, and he knows how I feel about you. She starts crying. Jack kisses her, and he says, he knows where to find me. Okay, Goodwin. Um, Jack's kind of a badass in this moment. Hello. It's <laughs> hot. There's one last brief scene before the episode ends. A, sh- a horseshoe clanks against a stake and Sawyer yells, oh, beat that. Another horseshoe clanks as Hurley scores a perfect shot and laughs. Sawyer drops a son of a bitch. And wants to know how Hurley got so good at horseshoes. Hurley starts to say that he's lucky as the expression on his face changes. Sawyer turns to see what he's looking at and his jaw drops. Ben is walking outside carrying a stack of clean folded linens. Sawyer says, what the hell are you doing out? As Ben marches up to his new house, he cheerfully replies, see you guys at dinner, and then goes outside, <laughs> leaving Hurley and Sawyer dumbfounded. Yes. Lost title screen, end of episode. Oh, Brilliant. See you at dinner. <laughs> see you guys at dinner. We all loved it. Chrissy hates it. She's mad. <laughs> <laughs> She needs to become a bin convert. <laughs> All right. Shall we do some fun facts? Sure. Okay. Well, this week, we're going to talk about a piece of literature. A little bit different uh, than most times we do that, because it's not something that anyone was reading. Um, but it is called The Tempest by William Shakespeare. Mm. And this play was probably written uh, in 1610 to 1611 and is thought to be one of the last plays that he wrote alone. The important themes in The Tempest are freedom, empathy and forgiveness, and nature versus nurture. It's unlike any other play uh, in Shakespeare's body of work because it takes place all in one day. It's filled with magic and spirits It revisits many of the themes that he tackled before, and it focuses on Prospero, the main character who is totally in control of his own story. So, I'm going to try not to Gilgamesh you, but I did find... (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I did find uh, what the Royal Shakespeare Company has online. They call this a two-minute summary. So let's see (laughs) if I can do this in two minutes. Ready? Two Gilgameshes later. Prospero fulfills his promise and frees Ariel while Caliban and the drunken servants are rebuked. The play ends as all go to celebrate their reunions, and Prospero asks the audience to release him from the play. Breaks the fourth wall. Side note, in 2006, the Royal Shakespeare Company did The Tempest, starring Patrick Stewart as Prospero, and I think I would have given anything to have seen that. Oh, hell yeah. Um, (laughs) There also is a woke film version from 2010 that stars Helen Mirren as a female 
Prospero. How dare they? It's um, a pretty in good 2010, movie. 2010, woke wasn't a thing. Oh, well, no. I guess they started it then. <laughs> <laughs> it's retro woke. Um, all right. Let's do some best and worst moments. Derek, let's start with you. Okay, so best moment was um, just Ben Linus manipulating everybody, mm. especially the lock scene mm-hmm. to get him back into his house, which he did successfully, of course. Of course. <laughs> and the worst moment was just kind of finding out that Ben purposely sent Goodwin to die because I kind of started to like the guy a little bit in this yeah. episode. You know, he didn't. And any scene with Dr. Harper. Just a raging bitch. <laughs> um, my best moments are two quotes. One, he knows where to find me. Badass Jack. And see you guys at dinner. <laughs> Love it. Uh, worst moment was Juliet uh, having to see Goodwin that way. You know, it's one thing to find out someone you love is dead, and it's another to see them with a stake through their decaying corpse with flies on. Right? It. Yeah, yeah, that was gross. Um, Christy, <laughs> but how about you? Too. I'm sure well, it did my best smell. moment um, is also a couple of quotes. Um, Jack, you guys have therapists. Yeah. <laughs> it's very stressful being. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, my worst moment is Ben's fucking creepy proclamation that Juliet belongs to him. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that was awful. Yeah, I figured y'all wouldn't like that. Yeah, that's a bit much, Ben. Yeah, I own you. Okay. Okay. How about you, Benjamin? Uh, I have to agree that my favorite was the very last line. See you guys at dinner. Oh, it's um, so fucking good. The, the the next line is actually a, a, be, a best and a worst moment, and that's Ben oh. telling Juliet, "You are mine." Yeah. Um, it was an amazing scene, and it's also like. The, just ugh. Um, the other worst moment was the entire sort of ham dinner that it was, painful, <laughs> it was very, very painful to watch. Like you say, watching him sort of like happy and perky is, is more unsettling than when he's just being scheming shit. So, yeah. yes, um, agreed. And happy Ben is the scariest Ben. Um, our <laughs> Ben, why don't you just keep going? Give us your uh, power rankings. All right, yeah. Uh, bottom three, I had uh, Rocky Dennis in third, just because I really just cannot stand her, and the amount of like concussion protocols that have to be enacted because of her in this episode is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> True. Um, I've actually got Ben Linus in the second bottom. Whoa. And yeah, yeah. But there's there's wow. a there's a wrinkle to that. Um, oh, you got him in the top. And too. then I've got <laughs> I've got I've got Doctor Harper in first place at the bottom. Okay. Uh, for How, my top why did you three, put Ben in the bottom though? Because I felt what was like the it. reason he's in the bottom? Uh, the ownership thing. Yeah. Okay. Like trying to Pre-valish. own somebody. Like that's fucked up. Um, yeah, you're right. Top three. I got uh, Dan Faraday uh, in third place, just because uh, you know he's he, he's with uh, um, with um, um, um yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, without Saeed there, he's sort of taken over the, the I'm gonna I'm gonna fix shit. I'm gonna figure out the yeah. computer systems <laughs> and all that. So. Um, Second place, I've got Juliet, just because that was a hell of a struggle. Uh, and my top, I've got Ben Linus, because uh. also he was awesome in this scene or in this episode. Okay. Um, I am going to, uh, this harkens back to something I talked about earlier. Son and Juliet working that pole. I'm gonna, I knew I'm gonna it. Fuck them while they're working <laughs> that pole. Yeah, yeah. I knew it. Have them work your pole for a while. Uh. <laughs> 
And I'm yeah. going to kill Dr. Harper and send her into the sweet by and by with uh, with Goodwin. <laughs> oh, oh, it's Goodwin. Take okay. the stake out of Goodwin and just whack right mm. in Harper. Yep. Yeah. He, he got the point. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I, I feel like I feel like Ben could have said that. He got the point, Juliet, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> he's not, he's not really a punny guy, but he he could have delivered that. Um I'm just going to go next. I was not very angry during this episode. So I don't have a third or second bottom. I just have Dr. Harper um as the worst. And uh best I had Ben Linus in third place. Um, I didn't give him any negative points for the creepy stuff, but this is still more for just, whew, it just he's just always a step ahead, and he and and he's just makes my skin crawl, and I love it. Um, second best, Dan Faraday, uh, my season four crush. Because, again, all the same reasons everybody else says about Dan Faraday. And then I have Juliet uh, as number one, actually. Um, because I am I feel like I'm starting to understand her character more now that I'm getting these, uh, you know, this all the information about Goodwin and, and more of the information about, like, this thumb that she's been under, uh, ben, ben Linus. And um, I just... I just think she's kind of like killing it despite that. And uh, so that's how she ended up my number one. I'm not killing anyone. Like I said, uh, I'm just not angry this episode, I guess. Um, but my fuck, um, I am going to fuck the Juliet from the first flashback scene. And uh, it is going to be a threesome with Ben Linus, but I'm not going to let him touch us he has to watch while eating an egg salad sandwich on rye. Or carving wow. a ham. Like, yeah. <laughs> carving a ham. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that too. If it goes too long, he can go on to the ham. All right. Christy, how about you? Um, so I only have two on the bottom. Uh, second is Harper. And the worst on the bottom is Ben. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The whole thing where your mind just... Yeah, it's yeah, it's ooky. Yeah. It's, ooky. <laughs> it's really, really, really fucking bad. Yeah, it's true. It's bad. Um, on the top, uh, bottom of the top, let's start with Hurley. Um, just the whole horseshoe thing was great. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, Sawyer keeps thinking that he's going to best Hurley on something. I you know. know. He, he seems like he can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, we'll go with Juliet. And then top of the top is Faraday for saving the day. Yeah. There you go. He is great. All right. Uh, fucking kill him. Um, I'm going to fuck Faraday. Ooh. And right. I'm going to kill Ben. Oh. Ugh. Wow. Okay. Well, who's left? Derek, how about you? Okay. Yeah, I just had two on the bottom. My second worst was Rocky Dennis. <laughs> 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 knocking people on the back of the head and then of course dr harper is my worst worst uh-huh. and my third best is dan faraday because you know he saved the day second is ben linus <laughs> he's ben linus and just the master manipulator I, mean, uh, I didn't put him first because of the cringe factor so i put juliet first ah uh, okay love it i'm gonna fuck juliet you know mm-hmm. doesn't matter which timeline either now or in the past <laughs> Pink lipstick or with the gun. <laughs> and I'm going to kill Dr. Harper. All right. You know what? I should have killed Dr. Harper's eyebrows. 
Oh, yeah. I'm go back and do oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, right. Jack's wig. So. There you go. <laughs> um, ben, what are we looking at after episode six? Is there some uh, movement in our rankings? Yes, there is quite a bit of movement. Uh, the bet. bottom hasn't changed too much, <laughs> but we've got uh, Charles Whitmore <laughs> falling out of the of the uh, third from the bottom slot and Dr. Harper jumping in there with oh. like 24 points. Well, there you go, nasty bitch. Look where you are now. Miles maintains his second place, a negative 25 points, and uh, mm-hmm. Kimi stays at the top. He didn't actually lose any points because he wasn't in this episode, but still at, mm-hmm. the, at the bottom of the bottom with negative 28 points. Yeah, Kimi had... is only in a handful of episodes this uh, this season, but I'm I'm going to make a prediction knowing what's coming that he is <laughs> going to run away with the bottom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Doctor date rape. Now he's not a doctor, but uh, what's he like? Shipmate date rape? That doesn't work, does it? Yeah. <laughs> semen, semen date rape. Semen date rape. Oh, semen God. date rape. There you go. God Almighty. <laughs> All right. So yeah, the 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 top three is is a bit a bit jumbled this week. Um, so I'll just we have start. Some ties. We do have several ties. Uh, oh, first, wow. I'll just say in third place we have Juliet with thirty six points. Okay. We have a three-way tie for second place. Oh, my God. With Hurley, Desmond, and Ben Linus, all with 37 points. Holy and moly. And that puts Mr. Dan, Dan Faraday at the top <laughs> with 42 <laughs> points. Love it. All right. All right. Go. Uh, 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 Daniel. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, a, uh, I'm happy to be here. That's uh, exciting. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, shall we do some final impressions? Um, Christy, what did you think of the other woman? I mean, not the best episode. It was all right. It just, I don't know. It just didn't do much for me. Mm-hmm. You know what? I had the same impression. I wrote decent episode. Furthered the plot in some ways. Kind of shined some new light on old events. Um but I thought that Ben Linus kind of just steals the episode. Um, the scene with Goodwin was like brutal and incredible. Um, but yeah, overall, eh, not a bad episode, not a great episode. Yeah. Ben, what what do you what do you think? Yeah, I mean, pretty much the same sort of a you know B B plus sort of episode. It wasn't great. Um, I thought, uh, like you said, I think this was a really just a showcase for Ben Linus to see all aspects of his creepiness and manipulation. Yeah. Um, to kind of get a little more idea of sort of Juliet's uh, formative days on the island and sort of what she was dealing with. It sort of ties together um, the whole sort of Goodwin relationship and that whole sort of triangle or, uh, I don't know, square rhombus or whatever that you're dealing with, with, with mm. Ben and, and yeah. Goodwin and uh, Juliet and, and Bitchface. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it, it moved some episode or some, some sort of plot lines along. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that, you know, the, the big thing is now, now that we understand that the ship does belong to, uh, Whitmore, Whitmore. Charles yeah. Whitmore. Um, or, or, that, or not so much that the, that Whitmore is the one behind this, that he's the one that's looking for them and you're sort of, okay. Yeah, now, well, now you've, got, you've got Desmond and Ben and all these people are right. sort of intertwined. So it's starting to tie some of these threads together. So I think it yeah. it, it was a good episode in, in starting to to kind of hint at that. Yeah, agreed. Derek, what did you think of the other woman? And uh, 
did it did it bring up any new questions for you? I thought it was a decent episode, not that great, especially after the previous episode. Um, right. You know, Ben is up to his usual manipulating everyone. Um, I did. It was a good. It was good um, of showing why Juliet's kind of the way she is, being under Ben's thumb for so long. Right. And at first, I thought Charlotte and Dan were going to release the gas, but instead, they saved everyone. And mm-hmm. Locke being Locke, <laughs> Mister Clean. <laughs> yep. And so I have a couple of questions, which okay. I know one will be answered next episode. Who is Ben's man on the boat? Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. We've watched the next episode <laughs> yeah. while recording this. So he Derek has a knows. son. <laughs> what? Coral. <laughs> what does Charles Widmore want with the island? You know, why is oh. he sending this freighter out there? And okay. who does Julia look like? Who is that? Right. Woman? Right. Who yeah. does Julia look like? Well, I'll tell you what. Um. I don't even know if I remember if they get an answer to that or if they leave it up to our imagination, to be quite yeah. honest. Because I don't remember every detail, so I'm going to tell you that one's up in the air. But I will tell you, you absolutely will know what Charles Widmore wants with that island. going to take a little bit, but we will get there. Not next week. Next week, it's a Sun and a Jin episode, and it's a Caristi episode. We get flash-forwards and flashbacks. What?! And it's baby time again, plus a shocking reveal and a shocking ending. We'll see you then. Oh, shit. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Is that quick enough? Lost in My 40s is a Space Bear Media production. Executive produced and edited by me, Lacey J. Sound engineering, editing, and original music by Benjamin Tremp. Like and follow Lost in My 40s on Facebook and Space Bear underscore media on Instagram and threads. Plus, follow Space Bear Media on YouTube for extra video content. Or, for everything in one place, go to spacebearmedia.com.